Walking through the lakeside home, you wouldn't think anything was wrong. Everything was in its place, including personal items. It was as if the residents had just stepped outside. But the garage told a very different story. Lying on the floor was the body of an elderly man, and his head was missing. This is the case of Shirley and Russell Dermond. Let's step into the cold. It was May of 2014, and Russell Dermond was due to celebrate his 89th birthday the next month. He lived with his wife Shirley, 87, in the gated community of Great Waters, near Eatonton, Georgia. Shirley and Russell had been married for 68 years and were originally from New Jersey. Russell had served in the US Navy in World War II and as an executive for a company in the New York area that makes West Clocks and Seth Thomas Clocks. After moving to Georgia, Russell ran a chain of Metro Atlanta Hardy's restaurants. He had four children with Shirley and was able to employ two of his sons, Keith and Bradley, at the Hardy's chain. The desire for a quieter life led to the Dermans' decision to move to the Great Waters community in Putnam County. It was an ideal place for them to live, as it was roughly equal driving distance to Jacksonville, where Keith and Bradley lived, and Asheville, where their daughter Leslie resided. This also meant that it would be relatively easy to see their nine grandchildren. The house the couple chose to spend their twilight years in was located in a wooded cul-de-sac, and some of their closest neighbours lived a mile away. The house had two storeys, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, covered 3,500 square feet and set the Dermans back $769,000. Safety was very important to Shirley and Russell and they had a security system installed. Retirement meant that the couple could spend time indulging in their hobbies. Russell enjoyed playing golf and reading. Shirley, who had been a housewife for most of her life, also shared her husband's love of reading. She also played bridge and attended services at the Lake Ockany Community Church. But their ages also meant giving up other hobbies and they sold their 23-foot boat. Although some hobbies were too hard to keep up, they made sure to stay active. On the 1st of May 2014, Shirley attended her Duplicate Bridge Club meeting in Eatonton. Russell spent part of that day shopping at the public's grocery store close to his home. The next day, Russell was seen golfing at the neighbourhood course. Then the sightings of the couple stopped. However, it would be a few more days until Putnam County residents learned they'd just had their first recorded murder in eight years and the first double murder since 1984. The Dermans' home appeared to be in its usual state. A puzzle Shirley had worked on in the 2nd of May edition of USA Today sat on the kitchen table. Neighbours of the couple had entered the home through the screened porch, concerned for Shirley and Russell's welfare. 
Shirley and Russell had accepted an invite to a Kentucky Derby party held by neighbours on the 3rd of May. Their lack of attendance prompted a series of phone calls and when they went unanswered, a visit to their house was made on the 6th of May. It looked as though Shirley and Russell had temporarily left their house and would be back at any minute. But when the neighbours checked the garage, it became clear that all was not well. Lying on his back between a Lexus SUV and a Lincoln town car was Russell. He was wearing a t-shirt, boxer shorts, a robe and slippers. Given Russell's age, it was possible that he would one day die of natural causes. But the scene in the garage showed that someone had different plans for Russell. Towels had been placed around his body to stop the blood from running out of the garage and attracting attention. At first, it was thought that Russell had been tortured as the tip of one of his index fingers had been flattened. His daughter, Leslie, who helped identify her father over the phone, said this was an injury that happened in World War II. No other marks were found on his body. After finding Russell dead, the neighbours contacted 911 on the Derman's cordless phone. The woman spoke to the operator and in the background her husband can be heard looking for Shirley. She was nowhere to be found. Was it possible that Shirley had killed her husband and fled, or had she been kidnapped and held for ransom? It would be another ten days before the authorities learned the answer to that question. Residents in the area were obviously upset. How had such a horrific murder occurred in their gated community? Sheriff Howard Sills spoke about the feeling in the community, saying... I don't care if it's Buckhead or Bangladesh, you have a crime like this in a neighbourhood, people are going to be upset. But while the community was upset, residents weren't panicked and the community pooled their money together to create a reward fund of between forty-five dollars and $55,000. It remains uncertain exactly how Russell was killed. It's thought that whatever caused his death was a traumatic head injury. He was decapitated after he died, most likely with a knife. Sheriff Sills noted that the cut was clean, but that it didn't appear to be with the skill of a surgeon. If anything, it showed that whoever killed Russell took their time. Russell's head has never been found. The security cameras at the Great Waters community entrance proved to be useless to investigators. A storm that happened weeks earlier had broken them, and those responsible might not have arrived in the community by car. The Derman's property included a dock on the water, meaning it's possible that the perpetrator, or perpetrators, may have arrived by boat. Sheriff Sills feels that more than one person is involved in the crime. The Dermans' home and their lives were scrutinised. Their car keys and cell phones were found in the home. No weapons were found and there was no ransom note. The neighbours didn't see or hear anything. 
Nothing suggested that Shirley and Russell were having financial difficulties. Their three children took polygraph tests and were cleared as suspects. Billboards were put up across the state regarding Shirley's disappearance and sonar equipment was used to search Lake Ockney. Cadaver dogs were used to search for Shirley. Security footage from the neighbourhood was sent to the FBI for analysis, perhaps in the hope that it would reveal something about a man who was seen on the couple's lawn. A possible breakthrough came when a close relative of Shirley and Russell's broke down during a second interview. Investigators don't believe the relative is involved in the murders, but she brought up the name of an ex-employee of the couple. Shirley and Russell weren't on good terms with that particular person. Although it turned out that the ex-employee is deceased, it led to plans to interview another former employee. Police have received several tips, ranging from the plausible to the ridiculous. Some suggested that Shirley and Russell's ties to New Jersey might mean that they were connected to the mob and that a professional hitman was involved in their deaths. Online sleuths have pointed to the fact that Russell's head has never been found, suggesting it may have been taken as proof of the murders. Others think that the crime was a plot by those wanting revenge on Sheriff Sills for his involvement in sending the New Orbean movement leader Dwight York to prison for life. One man called the police to say he had information that could be vital to the case. He reported that he'd found a chicken near his house and fed it. An hour later, he saw a man take the chicken away. Another caller said a female alligator had been searching for food for her young. Investigators received an important call on the 16th of May. While the authorities had done their best when they searched Lake Ockany, they had missed something. That something was Shirley's body. Shirley had been found by fishermen in a wide bend above the Wallace Dam, roughly five miles from her home by boat. Dental records had to be used to identify her. Blows to the skull with something like a hammer caused her death. A pair of 30-pound concrete blocks, which were four inches long, were tied to her ankles and her body was dumped in one of the deepest parts of the lake, an area which is almost 50 feet deep. Those responsible didn't account for decomposing gases, which can cause a weighted body in water to float. As a result of this, Shirley was found. While Shirley and Russell's murders remain unsolved, people continue to discuss why the couple had their lives ended. Were they killed in a burglary gone wrong? Some think that the Dermans returned home as a burglary was taking place, but the investigation found that nothing of value had been taken. The police think that the Dermans knew their killer or killers, leaving some to speculate that a possible robbery or extortion was carried out by someone they knew. Others think that the solution to this case lies in a completely different theory. Are the Dermans' murders linked to the killing of their eldest child?
Tragedy struck in 2000 when the couple's eldest child, Mark, was murdered on his 47th birthday. Mark had driven to the bluff area of Atlanta to buy crack cocaine and was shot in the neck and torso while he sat in his car. Investigators looked into this and found that Mark's murderer was in prison at the time his parents were killed and that those linked to the crime have nothing to do with Shirley and Russell's case. On the one-year anniversary, a memorial service was held at the Lake Ockney Community Church, the same church Shirley and Russell had attended the weekend before their deaths. Speaking about the couple and how the crime shouldn't have happened, Reverend David W. Key Sr. said, That's what makes it even a stranger story. Looking at all the couples, they would have been the last you would have picked out. They weren't gaudy, they weren't pretentious. They were just really down to earth. 215 people in the neighbourhood, including yard workers, had answered questions from the police and the FBI by the first anniversary. That same year, 2015, a man was arrested for slashing tyres in the neighbourhood, but police have said he has no connection to the murders. In 2017, the reward for information leading to the arrest and conviction of the person or persons responsible had been reduced to $5,000. Sheriff Sills had told those who donated that if the case hadn't been solved after a year, they could ask for their money back. Sheriff Sills has said that progress has been made in the case, but details won't be made public as it could prove useful in securing a conviction. He believes it will take a phone call from a person who knows what happened to give Shirley and Russell justice. In an interview, Sheriff Sills said, this crime screams out for an enemy, a vicious enemy. It means the world to me that you've given my podcast a chance. If you'd like to hear more, you can find over 50 episodes discussing true crime and hauntings over at my YouTube channel, Nightmares Before Bedtime. You can follow me on Twitter at NightmaresBB and on Instagram at Nightmares Before Bedtime. I look forward to sharing more stories with you from the darker side of life and, in the meantime, don't have nightmares.